guys, it's Milana Monday. Welcome back to my podcast. It's season two, episode three, and I am sitting on a pile of clothes because I'm fucking short, okay? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, because there is a visual part to this podcast, that's youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Um, I probably look great, but I just want you to know that I'm sitting on a pile of clothes, my mother's clothes to be exact. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please visit any podcast app and like and subscribe and leave a review and a rating that's at starring Milana you can always follow me on social media Instagram and Twitter to be exact at starring Milana and again thank you for starting your week off with me I feel inclined to say this um I just hope whoever's listening you know that you're unique and that you're special and there's nobody in the world like you okay God made you just the way you are, so you are perfect and you're more than enough. And I just want you to know that when you're, you know, wake up today and you're, you know, throughout your day, throughout your week, um, throughout your life, just walk with your head held high. And um, I just love confident people. I feel like confident people um, have a lot of self-love. And if there was more of that in the world, then there wouldn't be so many problems, okay? So love yourselves um, and love each other. If you're new here, there are three different segments on this podcast, okay? The first one is called BTS, where I kind of catch up with you guys and let you know what's been happening my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a different perspective. And the third one is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So... Are we ready to get into this week's podcast? By the way, guys, Lena was an hour late today. So, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, she said, okay, 30 minutes. She's 30 minutes late today. So I'm going to keep track of this because remember, we're trying to get her to be a consistent late person. Okay, not an all over the place ham sandwich, a consistent one. So we're looking at about 30 minutes is her her time. So right now she's at 30 minutes and I'll let you know um, what happens next week. So... A few things in this episode that we're going to be talking about is my first thong, um, OJ Simpson's new Twitter account, Bella Thorne posting her nudes, and the age-old question, do you tell your friend if their significant other is cheating on them? Lots of hot and juicy stuff going on in this podcast. All right, so let's just start with BTS. Um, What happened this week? Oh, okay, so this episode... What's it's been going on this past month? Because honestly, we were just a ham sandwich over here. But um, it's pre-recorded a little bit earlier than usual because I am leaving to Michigan tomorrow. So let's talk about Michigan. Uh, first of all, shout out to all my people in Michigan. Okay, I have thirty-seven states of listeners, and Michigan ha- is the second highest um, population of listeners for my podcast. So hi guys, I love you. I'm coming to see you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm going to Michigan with my boyfriend to see, visit his family for his little sister's graduation. So let's talk about this. This is my seventh time in Michigan. If you would have told my ass that I would have gone to Michigan once, maybe twice, I would have been like, oh, okay, why? In like three years, this is my seventh time. That's a lot, but I really enjoy going to Michigan. It's like a mini vacation and I just love being around his family. And you know, it's a great state, you know, for the for the most part. I mean, the areas we're in, I don't I can't speak for all of Michigan, but um the places that I've been, I really enjoyed. So, that's where I'm going to be and that's why this is a little bit pre-recorded. Um let's talk about my recent diet. Okay, I'm a hot mess, hot mess express. So, 
I, you know, when people say don't um, live to eat, eat to live. Yeah, I don't believe in that. I live to eat, okay? I love food. I work out like crazy so that I can eat. I am convinced that if I went on this like pure green leaf diet uh, where I'm only eating salads uh, and maybe a little bit of protein, I would be super skinny. But it's just not going to happen for me because I enjoy food too much. The only reason why I work out so much is that I can eat whatever the fuck I want and I just just to maintain. That's it, to maintain. I'm not trying to gain anything. I'm here just trying to maintain. I'm not trying to lose anything. I'm just trying to maintain. So let's talk about um, what an embarrassment I am. My cousin's wedding is next weekend, and I just give no fucks about how I'm going to look in this dress, which I really should because the the armpits and, like, the blue fat is probably going to be overflowing because I had nine slices of pizza this past weekend. I had nine slices of pizza. I had three pieces of cheese bread. I had four bags of chips. I had two tuna sandwiches, two slices of cake. Um, and I just ate hot Cheetos before I filmed this. So, I mean, I'm just, I, my period's coming. I don't know. Maybe I can play my period, but I have no self-control. Oh my God. I had beer. I had margaritas, spicy margaritas. I had tequila shots. I don't know what happened to me, but I, potato, I had potato fries. Oh my God. I acted like I haven't seen food. Like you literally, you can't even make this up. Nine slices of pizza. And I'm not talking about like Italian, thin, 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 thin pizza, like from Italy. No, I'm talking about like full on Domino's pan pizza, pan, the fluffy crust, a lot more fat guys. Um, yeah, I'm not proud of myself. I don't even like cake. Like, why am I eating cake? Yeah, but I ate the whole slice. Like I never eat cake. I'd rather eat chips. I ate chips for Four bags of chips as of today. So it's been a really fucked up weekend for me for food. I need to get it just a little bit together. You know, this is not what I say when I, this is not what I mean when I say I live to eat because this is not exactly the kind of food I want to be eating all the time. I can eat fries all the time, but this ain't it. Um, Thongs. So I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about, I don't know how this even came up, but they were talking about um, how one girl thought the other girl was so cool like in high school, because she was the first one to wear a thong. And I was like, damn, when was my first thong? And I realized that I had my first thong in sixth grade. I think that's a little early. And I probably wouldn't give my daughter a thong in sixth grade. But I realized mine was mandatory. I had only one. Okay, I had only one thong. And it was because I was on a dance team. And we had this like cost this costume we performed in like every other weekend and it was for a jazz like pop performance and it was super tight like it was just very form-fitting and it was like velvet and you can see everything like all kinds of panty lines and our coach was like y'all are raggedy and you need to go get a thong take your ask your parents to go get you a thong preferably a green one because it was like a sheer moment by the tummy so if your thong kind of rose up and you'd be able to see if you're wearing a hot pink thong you know what I'm saying like you don't want to get points docked by a judge because they see a hot pink thong like it's not cute um even though you're 12 this whole thing is really weird now that I think about it 11 damn so I made my mom go buy me a thong from Ross um it was lime green it wasn't even a proper green but I was very proud of that thong. And I only owned one for a few years because I wore it and I washed it and I wore it again when I had to perform. But damn, sixth grade for a thong. Early. My first cell phone, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Because I was performing and I was out here living my life and my parents needed to get a hold of me. So I had my phone since fifth grade. Same phone number. Don't call me. Same phone number, though. Same number. What else? 
We're officially in summer. Oh, my God. Um, I'm actually sweating as I film this, so I don't know how excited I am. I mean, I do love a good tan, um, but I don't like the heat. I'm not really into heat. I don't like sitting and sweating for no apparent reason. Like, if I'm sweating, I want to sweat because I'm working out, you know? Like, I'm hiking. Like, I'm doing something. I'm not really into sweating, but... I have a feeling this is going to be a really fucked up summer because May was like really gloomy and cold and it usually isn't this bad. So I feel like global warming is going to come and fuck us so hard in the summer. It's going to be like 120 degrees in August, I'm telling you. You don't believe me? No, it was last year. Yeah, but I think it's going to be worse. Last year was so hot. It was like 90 degrees at 8 p.m. Like it was sick. It was sick. If you live like anywhere up a mountain or like near a valley, you're fucked. I'm fucked. Linus, we're fucked. Like it's, that's it. We're just gonna we're just gonna burn calories sitting down doing nothing. Who needs Orange Theory? Oh my god! I went to Orange Theory after my whole food fest. And I almost vomited on the treadmill. I wanted to die. I was so disappointed in myself. On top of that, I had eaten sunflower seeds the night before. I can't kick my addiction. I'm a hot mess. I need to go. Like I need to. June needs to end because June is just a catastrophe all over the place, and I'm ready for July. Um, that's really it. I mean, because I'm recording early, it's a short week. I don't really have. So much to catch up on. I will say this. I'm going to test out my organic deodorant on the plane tomorrow. Um, Please pray for me and wish me luck. And I'll let you know how it works. So far, so great. Love the deodorant. No odor at all. Even when I'm sweaty. Delicious. Uh, Oh, last thing. Unfortunately, because I'm recording this early... We're not going to be able to talk about it for Monday's episode. This The one you're listening to. The whole like Kardashians episode with... I'm finding out about Jordan because it's coming out on Sunday, but um, we can definitely recap when I come back. So if you're listening to this and you watch it and you have your thoughts, please DM me because I'm definitely ready to talk about it with someone, anyone, whoever watches it. None of my friends really watch reality TV like that. So it's just me, Teen Mom, Kardashians, Real Housewives of New York. That's it. That's all I watch. All right, guys, so now we're going to move on to the talkworthy segment. Okay, first of all, this article came out this week. Um, it talked about how the show Friends can help reduce anxiety. And all I got to say is I told you so, bitches, because I've been saying this forever. Friends is my favorite show of all time, and it really helps me, like, decompress in a different way than like a reality show like helps me distress or it's very different and brings me joy so I have a very strange connection with friends I talked about this maybe in my fun facts in my first episode but definitely I like my talk show episodes that I have so if you're on YouTube you can check it out it's from like two three years ago yeah um Friends is how I learned English because we didn't have cable when we moved to America. So I started watching Friends and I learned English. And then when I was dealing with some health issues a few years ago, I started watching Friends every night before I went to sleep or like all day, every day. And it really helped me like get my mind off things. It just made me, I don't know, just brought me like joy. But this is this is what the... Um, psychiatrist said. Having worked for over a period of 20 years with those experiencing anxiety... I can conclude that among other factors, it is the repetitive and relational nature of programs such as Friends and the Big Bang Theory that will be doing the trick. Part of the soothing nature of sitcoms is the lighthearted way in which characters deal with life's uncertainties. He claims that watching Friends is about an experience of repair, of watching the characters in the show repeatedly having worries, which then get repaired and soothed, usually in the context of other relationships in their lives. It really is like soothing and it just always ends 
on a positive and like happy note. I can't really explain it, but now I don't feel so crazy. You know, like before I was like, yeah, it just like brings me joy, but it was just something, it was just like scientifically doing something to me. So um, this is real life. If you've never watched Friends, I mean, it's available on Netflix. You better get it while you can because they're paying a whole lot of money, like a premium for that fucking show. So yeah, if you're stressed or you're, oh, let me just say this. The first few episodes a little bit corny. You have to think it's from 1994, I believe, when they started. So a little cringy in the beginning, but I promise you it gets really good. And then you feel like you're one of the friends and you feel like you're in on the joke. Like you're a part of the crew. Like you just, you feel like you're friends. It's really weird to explain, but it's definitely, um, I don't know. I recommend everyone to watch through the entire series at least once in their life. I've seen it probably like a million times. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is Tiffany Haddish. So she canceled her stand-up show in Atlanta. You know, we talked about this last week with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande had a show in Atlanta. She performed, and then she gave all the proceeds to Planned Parenthood, right? Because like we said last week, um, in Atlanta, they passed the heartbeat bill, which basically does not allow women, not in Atlanta, the entire state of Georgia, does not allow women to give um, an abortion anytime six weeks after um, they've already been pregnant. But for most women, they don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. She decided that she does not want to support that state. She does not want to perform there. She does not want to have her show there. So she canceled the show. Um, you know, I was reading some comments and there were people from Atlanta um, or maybe they were from the state of Georgia. I don't know. But like someone said, it's not a good feeling that the entertainment industry leaves the citizens hanging. They're kind of turning their back on us. And I really do feel for that person because I think that not everybody thinks that way, you know, just and, and, and let, let's let's talk about this. You know, like Donald Trump is our president. If you are in France or you're in Italy and people are like, oh, you're from America and like Donald Trump is your president, they're going to associate all of us as like voting for Donald Trump or supporting him or supporting, you know. So it's the same thing here. It's it's almost feels like to these people that all, the entertainment industry is associating everybody with the same beliefs of the state of Georgia. And it's not the case. But, you know... I don't know how else they can take a stance. Like, they have to take a stance on this because otherwise um, the state's not going to feel the pressure. So, you know, she felt like this is something she needed to do and this was her, her way of taking a stance. And people were like, well, at least Ariana Grande performed, gave her fans what she uh, what they wanted, and then she donated the money. That's one way to do it. There's no right or wrong way of doing it. Um, this was just her way of doing it, just how Netflix and Disney are like, well, we're just going to pull our programs all out altogether. You know, we're just going to stop jobs altogether. So again, there's no right or wrong way, but I do um, respect her for taking a stance. And it is unfortunate for those fans, but um, I'm sure you'll see her at another time or, um, you know, maybe it's available on Netflix. I don't know. Sorry. Hope you got your money back. People are dying in the Dominican Republic. This is like crazy to me. I was there last year living my I guess my best life, I got kind of burnt, but living like a pretty good life. Um, and this is a year later and I can't, you know what's crazy though? Cause some of these cases of people that were dying, this was happening while I was there. 
this some of these cases are from last year some of these are like from a few months ago some of these are from this month so it's been kind of like spread out a, a few of these um a few of the cases were reported from the hard rock hotel which was I was going to stay there. It was like the hotel next door to where I stayed. I think a total of like nine or 10 people have already died. What's weird is that the government or I don't know who's investigating this in, in the DR, but they're saying that these are all isolated events, which I think it's a little bit bizarre because if you look at the cases individually, the people who have actually fallen ill and the people who have passed are a little bit like they're very similar. So the people who have fallen ill are young people. So there was like a college uh, group of, of friends. There was um, one of the women that was on The Bachelor, actually. So people have fallen really ill when they went out there. The people that have died uh, were all older. So maybe their body reacted worse or they couldn't fight whatever was happening. And also the way they died, all of them were reported as heart attacks. And the other problem is that um, there were no um, proper autopsies done in the DR when these people passed, or um, if there was an autopsy done, it was done um, by their own people. So, um, you know, one of the one of the uh, families, they're like, "Well, what do we need to do? Do we need to dig up our you know father's grave and do a, another autopsy?" I mean, this is just so insane. It's so sad. Um, we don't really know exactly what it is just yet you know it's unfortunate and, and there's a lot of like good hard-working people out there and I think that um tourism is going to slow down and it will affect their economy for sure but you know I think they need to figure out what's happening and why people are dying and people stop going to the DR. Kyle Kashov? Kashuv Kashov. His Harvard acceptance letter was rescinded. Bitch we can never have a live show. Out literally all over the place. Maybe it'll be funnier. You guys have no idea. I mean, it's like a joke. You have no clue. Sometimes a garage door opens in the middle of it. I mean, it's really like the the dogs are barking. You don't even fucking know what's going to happen. Um, so Harvard rescinded their acceptance letter. And if you don't know who he is, because I didn't, up until I saw these headlines, he is one of the Parkland... Um, survivors from the shooting that happened two years ago at the high school and he after um that shooting he kind of became like a really important figure in gun control okay so he has a, a huge profile um he's done a lot of like public speaking and he was accepted into harvard and he was really excited about going and then these screenshots came out of a group chat conversation that he was in with a few of his friends. Now, some of the stuff, I'm just going to, I can't even read all this. There's things I can't say. Basically, he was saying he was going to make a map of the school and practice shooting people. Counter-Strike. That was like a map of Counter-Strike and shooting people. Not exactly sure who he was referencing. He said the N-word multiple times. And then he said, kill all the fucking Jews. Fuck the Jews. He is Jewish. Um, and Harvard saw this and they sent him a, like an email, I think, or a letter and were like, sorry, bruh, like you're not coming to our school anymore. 
And he was like, oh my God. Like he was just like mortified, obviously. He's 18 years old, okay? He already committed to going to Harvard and he turned down all of his other schools and he wrote them an extensive letter talking about how he was just a young kid when all this um, was going on and that this was a misunderstanding because he doesn't really mean these things. This was like a group chat that him and his friends in were in, whatever. So then Harvard was like, thank you for explaining yourself. No, bro, like you're still not coming here, okay? Then he went on, uh, I think it was CNN, and he was interviewed by one of the um, reporters, and he was just saying, you know, um, I was in this group. I was so stupid. It was two years ago. I was 16, and the group, and I quote, was to see who can say the most outrageous thing for shock value. I'm confused. I was not this bored at 16. Like, I'm honestly, it's, it's appalling to me. I was such a busy 16-year-old, okay? A bitch was cheerleading. She was in student government. I had some clubs I was in. I had uh, a dance team I was on. I was like, whatever. I was doing so much shit. And I'm just thinking back to my 16-year-old self. I mean, granted, like, hey, when you grow up in LA, like, I just, we don't see a lot of this. You know, I'm sure this exists at the core of some people. But these kinds of words and, like, hate speech and all that, like, it doesn't really, it's not a lot of it in LA because it's a very diverse city, right? And also, people are really fucking busy. Like, nobody is, like, sitting in group chats talking about what's the most outrageous thing you can say today um, at the age of 16. Like, did you get your driver's license? Like, can we just drive to the local McDonald's and get a Big Mac? I mean, like, where's other things to do? This is, it's just really bizarre. And I want to believe him because I'm like, because he says here, kill all the fucking Jews, fuck the Jews. Like, he is Jewish. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, self-hate is a real thing, right? Like, you can be Jewish and, like, hate Jews. That is very, um, that, that, could, that's, that could happen, but he said, you know, he's, I'm practicing and I, you know, I am Jewish and I pray and this, and, you know, he went into detail. He's like, so why would I say that? I don't know. Why would you say that? Like to me, um, this is just really bizarre. I mean, and it, and if it is, if it was a weird chat that they were in and they had a weird 16 year old boy game thing going on when they're just like, who can say the weird, who could say the most outrageous thing? If this is truly what it is and Harvard uh, doesn't believe it and they're still not accepting him and, th and he doesn't really believe these things. I just have to say, like, everything happens for a reason. This is not the end of your life. You have nothing but space and opportunity. You're now 18 years old. You're very intelligent. So you're going to be fine. Like, this is something that can shape you for the rest of your life, but in a different way. Like, you can grow from this, and it's supposed to happen. Like, if this is happening, this is the way it's supposed to happen. So... This is not something that you can, you know, just dwell upon and beat yourself up about. It happened. It's out. Now you need to accept it and move on, you know. He apologized, but now it's, you know, it's up to Harvard to, to say if they want to accept him or not. I think Harvard, and he tried to use this, which I think is, like, really petty. He's like, Harvard, who was built on slavery and racism and this and that, I can't believe they wouldn't accept me. Bro, it's not the time to bag on Harvard, okay? Just, like, eat your words. And deal with the consequences. Like, unfortunately, it is what it is. And it sucks that he has to learn at a young age of 18. But it sucks that you can say these things at 16, whether you mean it or not. It's not appropriate. And at this point, we should know better. At 16, this is two years ago. This is 2017, 2016. Like, we know that everything on the internet comes back to you. And I know that in, in high schools, they're teaching kids now to keep 
a low profile on social media, on these chats, on your text messages. Like, don't say anything crazy because colleges are looking for that stuff, okay? When I was looking for interns five years ago for the job, I was going on full-on searches to see what kind of crazy things they were saying on Facebook. So, I don't know. It's it's a lesson in, in life that he'll learn and maybe he doesn't see uh, the possibilities now, but it is what it is. The next thing I want to talk about is Bella Thorne. She released her own nudes. I mean, I haven't seen them. Have you seen them, Lena? No. So basically what happened was Bella Thorne took some photos and she got hacked and the hacker threatened to release if she doesn't pay up. Okay, so they were emailing her. Or I don't know how they got a hold of her, but they were telling, sending her pictures like we have them. We're going to release them if you don't pay. And they were sending her pictures of like other celebrities. And she said, you know what? I'm taking my power back. And she posted this long thing about like taking her power back and she released her own nude photos. I mean, girls got like balls, whatever you want to call it, tits. I don't even know. But she's bold. Like she's hella bold for releasing her own photos. Um... First of all, I hope that whoever's doing this, like trying to extort her, I hope that they figure it out and find him. This is awful. But what I want to talk about is The View. You guys know that show. So they were talking about this topic. And um, Whoopi Goldberg kind of said something along the lines of like, why are you surprised? Okay, um, this is 2019. Don't take nude photos if you don't want somebody hacking them. And Bella Thorne responded like she was just like mortified. She was like, Whoopi, I usually love you, but I'm like, I can't believe that you're like, vi- like basically victim shaming me um, for taking photos. I think people, I don't know if they mis- like, misread it, but I think that they were a little harsh on Whoopi because she's saying what we all like pretty much know is that it is 2019. If you're going to take nude photos, first of all, I don't use my cloud. Fuck the cloud. I do not back up. Like the only thing that's saved to my cloud is actually nothing. I don't even think I, yeah, nothing. I've never, I don't use the cloud. So with that being said, like, yeah, I don't want to get my, my shit hacked. And you know, I feel like nowadays it's getting worse where it, even your phone without being set up to a cloud can just get hacked. Like there's definitely a possibility of that happening, but I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. So no, I don't have my shit backed up to cloud for reasons like this, whether you're famous or you're not, or you have a huge following or you're not like it can happen to anybody, you know? So, um, your identity, you know? So I, I don't think that what Whoopi said is necessarily, um, inappropriate. I think that she's basically saying, which what we all know, for celebrities especially, your shit gets hacked more than anybody. We know this. So you need to be extra cautious. And then if you do get hacked and your nudes are out there, you know, that's fine. She took her power back. She posted nudes herself, like more power to her. It is unfortunate. No one wants their fucking nude vagina or their photos out there in the world. It sucks. But um, I don't disagree with Whoopi Goldberg. I think that, um, and I, and I, but I do will say, she's like, don't take them at all. That's a personal thing, you know? It's just part of this culture. I think what she's saying might be a little bit outdated because part of this culture, like, yeah, people are taking nudes. Yes, people are sending nudes. And it's kind of like, okay. Like in this, in our millennial culture, it's kind of, it's okay. It's not something to be ashamed about. Um, so that's where I think the confusion is. It's like, it's going to happen anyway. Um, but 
I do agree. Don't back your shit up to iCloud. And you know what? If they're going to threaten you and they're going to try to extort you and you have no idea who it is or how you can, um, you know, get the FBI involved or find who this person is or whatever, then... I don't think she took a bad, bad route. She literally posted her own photos because she said, fuck you. If you're going to post it, I'm going to post them first. I'm not going to let you profit off of it. Because really what they could have done, instead of trying to extort her for it, they could have sent it to like a TMZ or like another, they could have sold it to another source. So that's unfortunate, especially at the age of 21. Like nobody wants to be going through this. Let's talk about O.J. Simpson. First of all, thank you so much, O.J., for uh, clarifying that you are not Chloe's father. I think people with any type of sense already knew that. Um, but second, we did not need that from you. We don't need anything from you. Honestly, really, we don't even want to hear from you. Why do you have a Twitter? I think that it's like mad disrespectful that this man at 72 years old who has murdered somebody, and I know I'm going to get shit for saying this because, you know, he was acquitted, um, but I believe what I believe, is on Twitter, like, living his life like it's golden. Like, bro, just go away in peace and quiet. Like, fuck off. At this point, I think he's trying to be petty on purpose, okay? Um, no, we know you're not Chloe's father. Thank you for letting us know that you don't find Chris hot. That's about it. I mean, the only thing we want to hear from you is that you committed that murder. At this point, that's all. Nothing else. Speaking of O.J. Simpson, so Cuba Gooding Jr. And I say speaking of because he Cuba played O.J. Simpson in that American Crime series. Is that what it is? American Crime Stories. He played, um, he played O.J. He did a great job. But uh, now he was arrested for, I guess, groping and sexual harassment. When I saw these headlines, I was like, oh, my God, what happened? I'm thinking, like, it's really, really bad. I mean, it was inappropriate, but I thought, like, it was, you know. So TMZ puts out this video, and it was very blurry, so I can't really tell exactly what's happening. Um, he put her his hand. So he's sitting there with his girlfriend. This girl walks up, and she sits down next to them, and it's unclear to me because it's so blurry if he put his hand on her thigh or in between her thighs. She said in between her thighs. And then he put apparently put her hand on, on her boob, but like her hand was there. So he grabbed the hand and then he kissed it. So it's really weird. She reported him for sexual harassment and groping. And then another woman came out and said that he groped her 10 years earlier. And then um, Claudia Oshry said like about a year ago, she's a comedian and a podcaster, that when she was 16 years old, she was at a club. She wasn't supposed to be there. But she was like in waiting for something or in line for something. And then there was like a finger on her ass. And she turned around and it was Cuba Gooding Jr. I have my own experience with Cuba Gooding Jr. A few years ago, I was in Paris with some friends. And we went to a club and we were having a really great time. And then Cuba was there. And he was, you know, having a good time too. I can't say, you know, on what. But he was, I'm not sure. But he was enjoying himself. And then he um, kind of looking at one of my friends. And I, I would clarify it as like eye fucking. He was like looking at her in a very... Um, invasive way I guess and then he started throwing ice cubes at her ass um we weren't not, not really like communicating with him we were not in his section he just sat down near us and he started throwing ice cubes at her ass um which is bizarre and then he picked her up and he kind of picked her up like you pick up a baby where like you're kind of holding them like under the butt and he started bouncing her like up and down in a club in Paris 
So at the time, and now that I think back at it, I, we didn't really like think that um, anything was strange about that. We just kind of brushed it off and laughed it off. We thought it was weird. Like, oh my God, like what is he doing here? Why is he, why is he picking you up like a baby? Why is he throwing ice cubes at your ass? We kind of like laughed about it and didn't think anything of it. Now that I look back at it, he definitely has a thing with groping and inappropriately touching women. He didn't ask her if he can pick her up. He was throwing ice cubes at her ass. I mean, now that I look back at it, I'm like, damn, like he's probably been inappropriately touching people for a while and the thing that I think is so strange is that you know a lot of these things are done like in public so it's like does he even give a fuck um the other thing is I'm thinking like if I was me and a random Joe Schmo picked me up or was throwing ice cubes at my ass I'll probably fuck him up with everything I have like don't touch me but when he did it He didn't do it to me, but when he did it, we were, like, laughing at it. And it just goes to show you, like, how much celebrities can get away with, in a sense, you know? Because you're not, like, you're not thinking, like, oh, it's okay, it's a celebrity. Because that's not what we thought at all. We weren't even, like, you know, like, captivated by him or anything like that. We were just kind of, like, that's so funny and strange. Like, why would he throw ice cubes at your ass, you know? It was, like, funny to us and kind of, like, strange because you just don't think that people in the limelight like can behave this way you kind of hold them to a higher standard so when they do things like this you're kind of like that was weird and bizarre and you kind of like laugh it off and you think it's strange but you don't really like think into it or think about it deeply if a random another guy's finger was in your ass when you turned around you would have been like you would have broke his finger right so it's just I don't know, this whole story made me realize that I totally forgot about this experience. And when I was reading these headlines and this girl saying that she was groped, I'm like, damn, he groped my friend too. And we didn't even like think about it that way. You know, we couldn't even process it that way because it was just a fun night out. It wasn't public. And I was trying to figure out like, does he even know what he's doing? Like, does he even understand that what he does is inappropriate? Or do you think that he... he like, if he knows, he just takes advantage of it because no one's ever, like, said anything or reported him or, like, he's doing it in public. So he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm just having a good time. I don't know. But it's definitely weird. He definitely has a thing with, like, inappropriately touching people without their permission. All right, guys. So we're in the last segment of the podcast called Dropping Gems. Again, this is the part of the podcast where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So this week's podcast came to me... Um, while I was watching Real Housewives of New York, so as many of you may know, I'm still catching up. So now I'm on season nine and the part that I'm on is when Bethany knows that Luann's fiance cheated on her and she doesn't know she should tell her. So this really kind of inspired the topic for today because, you know, I think that that is something that a lot of us experience once or twice, maybe three times in our lifetime is either being on the receiving end of that or knowing the information, right? So I'm going to say this off the bat. I think that you should, if it's your real friend, you should always 
tell them if you know this information. In this episode, Bethany was struggling to figure out if she should tell Luann. She didn't know how to tell her. She didn't know if she should tell her. She didn't know how Luann would take it um, because she had somebody sent her these photos of her fiance making out with someone else in public, okay? So um, I think that she did the right thing by telling her. Now, this is my story because I've had experience with this before. This is why I feel like I can give my two cents. I had a friend that I've had since middle school and in college, I think it was our first year in college, she was still dating the same guy that she was with in high school and he was like, he kind of had, like he was a little shady sometimes and one of our mutual friends um, texted me and she said, hey, you know, so-and-so. I'm not going to say his name, is cheating on her, my friend. And I was like, how do you know? Do you know? Do you know proof? Do you have proof? She's like, he told me he was. Because this friend of mine was all close to her boyfriend. And she was like, he told me that he was cheating on her. He told her in confidence. Um, and she told me. And I'm like, why? Now what am I supposed to do with this body of information, right? If it's coming out was coming right out of the horse's mouth. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I said to her, I'm like, you need to tell her. We need to tell her. She's like, no, I can't because I'm also close with him. So I can't, I can't betray his trust. And I'm like, but we, she needs to know. Like, she can't be the laughing fucking stock of like this relationship. Like she needs to know. And, um, you know, this other friend didn't want to say anything. So I thought about it. I thought about it. And I made sure that she knew for sure. And I went ahead and I told her. I was like, this is the information I have. This is how I got it. Um, and I just wanted to let you know. So she took that information. She went and asked the boyfriend. Of course, he said no. That's a lie. And of course, she told him where the information came from. And of course, she was mad at me. I feel like that's how it always goes down. So I do want to say that if you're going to be the person that tells, you need to prepare yourself. It doesn't matter how good of a friend you are with this person. If you're going to be the one that delivers this information, you need to be prepared for the possibility that your friendship may end. Because it doesn't matter how close you are. If that if your friend is really you know, into that relationship and has feelings and is kind of can be manipulated and is, is a little bit insecure and believes her boyfriend, she might look at you as the enemy or he might look at you as the enemy. They might look at you as the person that tried to come between them, as a person that tried to break up their relationship or even worse, as a liar. You know, even if they believe, like if they believe you and they still look at you that, that way, that's one thing. The other option is, their significant other aligned to them and saying, no, this never happened. Like they're lying. That's not your real friend. She doesn't want to see you happy, blah, blah, blah. Now you are a liar and you're coming between this relationship. So before anything else, I just want you to know that there's a strong possibility that it may go down like that. But I do think regardless of the outcome, if that's your real friend, you need to let them know because the worst thing in the world is not being in on the joke. Walking into a room and everybody knows that you're being cheated on besides you in a room full of your friends is fucking humiliating. And with that being said, I will say if you are a friend that knows, don't tell anyone else. Don't tell anyone else. Go and tell your friend what you know and the information that you have. Another thing, have your fucking ducks in a row. You need to know 
all the info. You need to have all the timestamps because the last thing you want to do is come at your friend, tell, tell your friend this horrible information and not have any fucking timestamps. You can't be like, oh, I heard from Jean that this, this, and this happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it does have to be a situation where multiple people would have had to see it. Multiple people would have had to tell you. So have your fucking info because you don't want to be the asshole that doesn't have all the information because they're going to, the first thing your friend's going to do, how do you know? Where was it? What time was it? Do you have a photo? Who was there? They're going to ask you all the questions. And if you're going to commit, you need to commit. So I would definitely say get all the information before you tell them. I've also been on the other end of the situation. I have been cheated on. And um, my friend knew. And he didn't tell me. So this is a little bit different. This was one of my close guy friends. And um, we were both friends with my boyfriend. Uh, we were both friends with him and we both had close friendships with him. So I can see where it was tough for him as well. But he had known that my boyfriend was cheating on me. He didn't tell me until we broke up. When we broke up, he said, hey, by the way, like I have to get this off my chest. Like, thanks, buddy. Like five months later, I have to get this off my chest. Like, I walked in on him one day with like this girl and, you know, I was really pissed and, and I told him that he had to tell you and I kept urging him like, when are you going to tell her? When are you going to tell her? And I just, I didn't know what to do. So I didn't say anything. You know, I, I wasn't mad at him because the relationship had long been over, but that does make me think what happens if you're friends with both of the people. I have a lot of guy friends. I have a lot of girlfriends through my life. I've had friends who have dated and I have been put in a really uncomfortable situation where, you know, like not necessarily cheating, but there's some things that the other shouldn't have maybe done or said, um, in the absence of the significant other. And again, I'm friends with both of them. So it puts me in a situation where it's like, what do I do? You know, when you're friends with both people, it's really tough. I think what he did with my friend did was Okay, you know, he definitely did try to urge him on from what he told me. So I would say, like, you need to tell him or her or I will. Like, I think that is a very, like, important thing to do is, like, push the other person to say something. Um, but, you know, if you pick a side, I mean, if there's somebody that you're close to and you kind of pick a side and you and if it happens to be the person who's being cheated on, then that will ruin your friendship and your relationship with your other friends. So I will say, like, be weary of that. Another thing that happened is one of my guy friends that I've known my entire life, we were talking about this, we had this conversation, and, you know, he said to me that, like, I will never tell you, this is a different guy, I will never tell you if your boyfriend's cheating on you because of bro code. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? He's like, even if I'm not friends with your boyfriend like that and, like, I just know him and I see him out with another girl, like, I'm not going to come and tell you, like, yo, you're, he's cheating on you. I saw this, this, and that because, like, bro code. Like, that's, like, a bitch move. I'm not going to do that. But I will say, like, you should probably stop, like, talking to him or fucking with him. I, You know, I think it's a fucking cop-out. Like, when you're friends with somebody, you're friends with that person. Like, you need to do... Your due diligence, because I think that like most people would want to know. So that brings me to my last point. Like, what if your friends, what if you tell your friend and they take in this information and they thank you for it and they decide to stay with this person, which is, which can happen. That's very like reasonable. If this happens, do you tell them a second time? That's a very tough question. So you know, after this happened with my friend and I found out more information, I didn't tell her because 
first of all, we weren't as close anymore because she basically was so mad at me and hated me and like pushed me away. But at that point, it was like, I told you once, like, I'm not going to keep putting myself in this situation because it doesn't matter. You're not going to listen to me. So I think that it happened once and you and your friend are still friends and they decide to stay with this person. I think the best thing to do is to have a conversation like, I'm going to ask you ahead of time. Like if any, if I find out anything else or if anything else happens, would you want to know? And if in their rational state of mind, they say yes, then if it happens again, you tell them. If they say no, you take that for what it is and you keep the shit to yourself. Because if they, if someone doesn't care or they don't want to know, it's like, that's all you can do. There's no point of you putting yourself through stress, trying to figure out how you're going to tell them. Because that is honestly one of the worst positions to be in is telling your friend this information. It's fucking mortifying. It's difficult. You don't know the outcome and you don't want to see someone else hurt. So I don't know. Sucks for all parties. Moral of the story, stop cheating. Like just do better. Everyone as a collective, do better. Um, And I will say this, and this is not a popular opinion, but if you're going to fucking do it, don't be disrespectful. Like, don't be disrespectful. Don't be out here in public. Don't be like, it's just, I know that sounds bad, but don't embarrass your significant other to that extent where it's like everybody knows and they know nothing. So, um, but, but don't cheat period. I'm just saying, um, that's it. Also the moral of the story, the real moral of the story is if you're going to do it, I'm going to find out. That's the moral of the story. Whether it's to me or anyone I know, I'm going to find out. And if you're listening to this on the podcast app, you should see me on YouTube. I'm really serious. I have the look in my eyes. Don't try to play me. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I'll be back next week. Happy summer. Happy Monday. Happy hashtag Milana Monday. Um, please, please, please make sure to leave a review on this podcast app and subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. Give this video a thumbs up. Make sure to follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I'm so excited to be back next week.